morning welcome once again and uh, last week we were uh, talking about our subject matter for last week and uh, going through that and um, we're going to continue on with that a little bit there and uh, we uh, we kind of made a little bit of a pun and we were talking about that if, uh, sometimes it feels like God just wants us to be a villain that all these things keep happening to us, and we just wonder, what is our breaking point? Why that happens? Why it's like that? And it's like, it is you know, God pushing us in a certain way? Especially when we see that the evildoers of the world seem like they're at a point where they're doing well. That is, doesn't pay to follow the rules. It doesn't pay to be good. And we're going to see, see what that's all about today. And uh, we'll go ahead and get into the Word a little bit, give us something to hang our hats on, sink our teeth into. And in Ephesians 6 and 10, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of his world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Therefore, take into you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to stand and eat in the evil day, and having done all, stand. And then as it goes on, they talk about all the different pieces of armor that we should wear and, and what it does. And you can explore that on your own, but we're going to talk about this today. And you know, as a pastor, I engage in conversation quite a bit about our, our Lord and Savior, of course. And um, we encounter much challenge. People always want to try to, to trip up the, the preacher. They want to pick his brain and, and uh, see where they can get in, especially if they're not of the same faith. And even though we have all of these, these different religions that claim to be followers of Jesus, to be in, we have to be in faith that many of these are simply not the truth. Now, we all like to say that we've got it figured out, that we've, we've uh, we got the best grasp on this, that our religion is the best. And, of course, you know, we, uh, we follow certain things. And um, I would like to think that during my tenure here that I've kind of, pushed the boundaries and pushed away as much of the tradition and the traditional religious aspects and to only bring forth the truth of God, to only bring forth the truth, which is Jesus. And see if when these man-made things get in the way, they have got to go. We've got to not focus on the tradition and the, that's the way we've always done it and that's the way they've done it before 
and all the rituals and all of these different things that man has put in place. And we've got to go back to what Jesus is teaching us, what God wants us to know, what the Word of God says. You know, we hear many times that there should be a a one-world religion. And you know, if everyone followed the teachings of Jesus to the letter, we all would have that one religion. It would be the church of Christ. It would be the kingdom of heaven. What has happened over generations, we have men with their own ideas about how things should be done, and they've broke away, and they've twisted things around, and changed it to fit their needs, and we've gotten so far away from what the truth really is. And we need to be able to to point that out. You know, uh, I can understand a lot of different things, like uh, agnostic. They simply don't know whether God's real or not. And I understand that challenge because they haven't been exposed to it. They haven't felt his presence, or if they have, they don't even realize that it's him. God is so subtle. He whispers. He doesn't impose himself. He's there for us, but we have to receive him. And there's so much that goes along with accepting God and who he is that it takes time and it takes work to build that relationship. And so many times, even in a religious setting, we don't get that foundation that tells us how to build that relationship, how to receive from God, how to know beyond knowing, beyond knowing that he is in fact real and that he is here for us and that he is helping us along the way. And then we have our our atheists that they've already went into the situation with their mind made up because they think they are elite, they are the scientists, They deal in fact, but the fact is that they're basing everything on scientific theory. See, because if there's no God, we have to go back to there's a, a big bang, and that's a what a theory, and we have no real proof of it. So you're saying that what you believe in has no real proof, but you argue the fact that what we believe in have no real proof. So where is your argument? But, you know, at least I can, I can understand it. Well, then we have so many that... Have the word of God. Have the word of God, but yet haven't really got into it to really know it and understand it. Or if they do, and pieces of it doesn't line up with their core, then they just kind of omit it. 
That's why it's so important for us to know what the Word of God says. Now, I'm not going to say in any way, shape, or form that I'm an expert on the Word of God. Yes, I I teach it. I spend a great deal of time studying it, but I'm no expert because it is alive. It is coming together more and more. And as my knowledge builds, this isn't something that you can read through one time and grasp every concept. This isn't something that you can read through ten times and grasp every concept. This is something you have to study. This is something you have to believe in. This is something that you have to live with, that you have to pray over, that you have to seek God to help you receive it. And then you're only going to get part of it at a time. And but more and more pieces will come together. So as these pieces come together and you learn more and more, your relationship with God gets stronger. Your understanding of him gets better. You're going to have more and more of it unlocked. Opened up to you. Where's my video game player at? We're leveling up. These are boss battles. We get to the next level. We get a higher score. We get better weapons. We get a bigger map. That is what studying the Word of God is. We get more and more and more up. So, as this happens, sometimes our perceptors might shift. We might change. There's been a few times I've had to go back and say, whoa, I got that wrong. I got more information now. I got better information. God has enlightened me. So let me tell you what I found out now. And there's no shame in that. We're human. And we don't know everything. So many times we get so bogged down, it's like, nope, that's what I said. That's what I'm going to do. And we're going to just chug right on with it. That's not the way it's supposed to be. We're supposed to be here helping each other. And I'll listen. I like to listen to other people's perspective. But if we start uttering some nonsense, if you start telling me something that's not in the Word of God, that does not line up with the Word of God, we're done. Because there is nothing you can say and nothing you can do that is going to override what is written in our Holy Bible. And you have to ask yourself, if you are believing such things, why? Why? Just because a priest, a preacher, some kind of religious leader told you, just because that's the way your family thinks? There comes a time that we have to to grow up, we have to make our own decisions and no matter who it goes against what it goes against if it does not line up with the word of God we have to turn that loose the Catholic religion is the biggest Christian religion worldwide and it also has the highest fail rates. That people get into it 
and they get out of it. Not only do they get out of it, they get out of it so much that they no longer believe. They are no longer active in any type of faith. And it's because they have injected so much man into it that we can't get to God anymore. God made it real easy. Come to me. I'm here. But they want to put in all these rules and regulations and all this man speak to fit their ideas and their desires that they are literally blocking people from God. So what's my point to all this? Well, we're getting there. We're talking about the armor of God. And we talked about last week that all the stuff that, that happens to us. You ever heard the expression, well, bad things come in threes? We've heard that always waiting for the utter shoe to drop. There's all these kind of expressions that we have in our lives that have to deal with bad things happening to us. And my point was that when we're talking about these different religions is, is the ones that I don't understand is it's the ones that know what the Word of God is and yet they want to not believe all of it. You know, they want to say things, well, maybe Jesus is not really the Son of Man, Son of God. That he, uh, he was just a, a person, a prophet. Nope, not what the Word says. And then... One of the biggest things that really gets me is, is that we have this whole Word of God. And it talks about Satan, the devil, Beelzebub, all of these different names. We've seen right here, we talk about principalities, spiritual wickedness. We have these dark forces that is spread from the beginning to the end of this book, this Holy Bible. But yet we have people that choose not to believe. Now I can understand if you don't believe in anything, but how is it that you can believe in our Heavenly Father? And He tells us all of these things and you don't think that Satan is real, that you don't think demons is real. See, that makes it easier to go about your life maybe because you're not worried about these things tempting you or attacking you or coming against you. But the fact is that we are at war. We live in the battlefield. Eve turned the world over to Satan. She bit into that forbidden fruit and said, Satan, here you go. Now you have reigned over the world. We see that Jesus was tempted by Satan because he came to earth. The earth realm is in Satan's control. So even Jesus had to abide by the rules. And the rules say that Satan can tempt us. And Jesus was tempted 
came out victorious each and every time he was tempted. What else do we remember about that time? That Jesus had been fasting. He was hungry. He was tired. What happens when we're hungry and when we're tired? We're weak. We're irritable. And we're grumpy. We're hurting. We're in discomfort. And we're liable to make bad decisions. We're liable to say things we don't mean. We can't think straight. And you notice that is when Satan came to Jesus. But you know, that's when he comes to all of us. Because the best time for an enemy to attack is when the other side is weak. You know, if we're going into war, the enemy don't wait till the soldiers are fresh off the plane and hitting the ground when they've been rested up. No, they cut off the supplies. They cut off the food. They cut off the water. They make it where it's hard to sleep, hard to get rest. And then after they've been beat down and wore down physically and mentally, that's when they launch the attack. They don't do it in broad daylight. They do it underneath the cover of darkness. Most crimes take place at night because you have that cover of darkness. You have that element of surprise and you have the added fear of not being able to see what's around you, what's going on. That innate fear of the dark that most of us possess just because we can't see our surroundings. We don't know what's out there lurking. That's when the enemy attacks. So we go back and so many times in the, the typical non-believer questions that you'll get over and over again, if God's so loving, why does he allow war? Why does he allow people to die? Why does he do this? Why does this do, God do this, that, that, God? God, 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 why are you so bad, God? Why are you always doing these things to us, God? And the reality is that God doesn't do any of these things to us. He's not sitting up there and he's not pointing his finger and saying, cancer, accident, COVID. He's not doing these things to us. He gives us free will. And we live in a sinful environment. And out of sin is where these things blossom. You know, we can go back and uh, look at different things in history. So many times now we want to alter the, the, the fact of history. We got this whole council cultural thing going on and if we don't like the way things make us feel, we want to get rid of them. So we're getting rid of statues and paintings and changing names of buildings and trying to erase people from existence 
and not teaching the way things happened. And we have an obscured view of how things was in the past. Because there's, there's certain things that we can learn from history if we go back and look at it and we see patterns of things that happened over and over again. And we see how to make things stop. How to not do things anymore because it didn't work out. But for many people, they do not want us to see these patterns, see these things, because they want us to keep doing the same things over and over again. So, we take away these, these ideas of, of history. But we can even look in, in, the, in the Word of God. You know, that giant... Was, was standing up there and, and taunting the people. Taunting the soldiers. So, you know, it would have been real easy for God, who can just speak and worlds come into existence, to wipe this person off the face of the earth. Struck him down with leprosy. To whatever kind of creative, turn him into a pillar of salt. You know, there's all kind of creative ways that God could eliminate this threat. But what does he do? He empowers a young man to go in there and defeat this enemy. Because God doesn't want to inflict any kind of pain and suffering on any human being. We are all His children. Sometimes these things have to take place. And by allowing, by allowing, listen to that word, allowing, David to go in and to slay this giant, it started him on track to become king. That was when people started to respect him, where he started to gain a following, when people said, hey, this man is something. It was all part of, of God's plan. And for many times in life, we have to, to go through things. We go through emotional pain and physical pain and spiritual pain, and we have these battles that we face each and every day. And yes, God could change the course, and we could avoid a lot of these things. But He doesn't. Sometimes we know the reason. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes it's because we need to go through it. Because by going through this particular situation, it's going to help us grow as a person or it's going to set us up to be better in the future. We go through situations that are life-altering, life-changing, and at the moment they seem so detrimental and they're just horrible. But yet, out of that, something new can be born and we can turn it into something else. 
And we have to go through that pain. You know, we look at childbirth. Childbirth is one of the agonizing things for a woman. It's great pain. But at the end of that great pain, you get a baby. That's going to change the course of your life for the rest of your life. If we're going to be successful, we have to put in hard work. If you want to get in shape and lose weight, you have to put in hard work. And it's through the work, the sweat, the blood, the tears that we get that success. So sometimes it's God allowing us to do that, to grow us, to build us, to get us to the next level. Sometimes it's to build a connection with him. We're in a situation that we can't handle on our own. We're in a situation that is scary. That we don't know what the future is going to bring. That we simply cannot fix. So we have no other choice but to turn to God. God wants us to do that. God wants us to seek Him. And as we do these things, and as God makes it better, as God gives us peace and answers and carries us through the situation, we grow closer to him. So we get into the point where we do that more often. The goal is to make God your first line of defense instead of your last resort. And as we talk about defense, we talk about the whole armor of God, seeking him before the problem starts. We are so often reactive when it comes to God. We don't pay him no mind until we're in a desperate situation and then we turn to him. It's like, okay, God, I've done everything on my own, but yet I don't know what to do, so now I need you to step in and save the day. When sometimes if we could just seek him first, you know, do we ask him for provision before we need it? Do we ask him to keep us healthy and whole before we get sick? Do we ask Him to help us with our family, with our children, to bless us? We're never proactive when it comes to God. We're not praising Him when He does things and we don't praise Him for the stuff He's about to do. And furthermore, we're constantly waiting to see the results. God's already got it figured out. God's already sent it. And we're waiting for the results to happen. And then may or may not, what might we be grateful? Well, we should be grateful from the get-go. We have to change our way of thinking when it comes to God. God's already done it. We're behind schedule. We're just waiting to catch up to Him we got to change our way of thinking. And for God to allow us to go through situations allows us to grow. Can it be frustrating? Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially when you know these things. 
when you know the things that I'm telling you, well, you know this to be fact. You know that God is good. You know he's got a plan. But yet it doesn't seem like things is working out. And you're battling it out and you don't really see any progress. You don't really see any, any solutions. You know, I know a lot of people that were facing health difficulties. And it seems like that's just a constant thing because it bothers you. It affects your day-to-day life. And you don't see any real progress. And sometimes you take a step back. And it's like, it doesn't seem like it's really working. But then you've got to ask yourself, okay, what am I missing? And it can get really frustrating when you go through the thing, it's like, am I staying in faith? Am I doing this? Am I doing that? Am I getting to the word? Am I believing what God says? Have I asked? Have I, or am, I, am I begging? Have I asked? You know, how am I handling this situation? Am I doing everything that I'm supposed to do? And it looks like we are. And then you get really frustrated because then it seems like, well, God, I'm doing everything that I'm supposed to do, but yet nothing's happening. So it seems like you're... Not doing your part. But wait a second. What just happened there? There was a crack in the armor. And Satan uses that to attack. He waits till you're at your weakest. You know, he'll go ahead and he'll break the dishwasher. He'll break the washing machine. He'll make the, the kids act up. The house will be a mess. The car is out of gas. It won't start. Everything going. And then all of a sudden you catch a cold too. So you got all this stuff to contend with and you don't feel good. On top of the stuff that you deal with on a daily basis. And it's really easy to just throw up your hands. And just forget it. I went to the hospital one time, had to have some surgery. It was supposed to have been pretty simple. And I'll be honest with you, you know, I had prayed about it. I had, uh, you know, I wanted God to handle it another way. I preferred a miraculous healing and wanted that to happen so I didn't have to go through all this rigmarole, but that didn't seem to take place. I'm like, I was okay with that. Okay, God, you've made your decision. You want to do it your way? We'll do it your way. A lot of times it's just easier to go ahead and agree with God because he's going to win anyway. Agree with him. And you may not understand why, but it's always his choice and his decision. Go with it. All right, so, all right, God, I'm going to go with it. And so I wasn't really too concerned about it. I know, God, you've got a plan for my life. Everything's going to be fine. I'm going to come out the other side and, you know, I'll see what the purpose of this is. And you see, today I'm talking about it. So apparently it has some purpose in my life. So I was like, well, heck, I'll take my Bible with me. I'll get some reading done. I'll do some praying. I'll work on some sermon notes. Oh, boy. I woke up and I wasn't doing any of those things because I was in so much pain. I was in such bad shape that I couldn't even formulate a decent prayer. But the good thing is that we have the Holy Spirit that res- resides inside us. And all we have to do is 
Call upon the name of Jesus. Because even if you can't utter the word, if it can't break your lips, if you can just say it in your heart, that Holy Spirit will transfer it to the, to the right location. God knows what we're going to say before we're ever going to say it anyway. So all we have to do is just give him that nod. And he's going to come to work. And he does. But the point is that it's real easy to give up in those times. Because we can't even think straight. We can't even carry on that conversation with God. First of all, we're not thinking clearly. We're in pain. And second of all, when you're in that situation, the first thing we want to do is, it's like, God, why are you not handling this? And we're kind of turning against him a little bit. And that's when Satan is going to chomp down. That's when he's going to twist the vice a little deeper. He's going to cut a little deeper. He's going to make it hurt a little more. And that's why it's so important to realize where this is coming from and simply tell him, get me behind. Get behind me, Satan. You have no business here. This is the house of the Lord. This is the temple of the Holy Spirit. You have no place in it. We are under attack. Would you go to the store and leave your car unlocked? Leave your keys in it? Leave your purse, your wallet on the front seat? You wouldn't do those things because there's always that chance of an attack. Of someone coming along and taking your things. Doing you harm. We lock our doors at night. We have security systems. We make all these precautions for things of the outside world. But yet, the spirits, the demons, the principalities, the dark forces, those things are already inside. They're already in your mind. They're already in your thoughts. They're already in you, around you, and waiting on you. And there's nothing of this earth that can keep those things out. The only thing that works is the armor of God. You know, you can get on a plane and you could fly over to Ukraine right now where there's a, a war going on and you could tell yourself, there is no war, there is no bad guy. There is no nothing that can, can harm me. And you can say that like we say about Satan. Like we say about demons. Like we say about these principalities. We can do that. But yet, you are still in grave danger. But even more so because you're not prepared. If you know you're walking into a war zone, you're going to be armored up. You're going to be seeking cover. You're going to be keeping your eyes open and looking around and scanning for threats. But if we're walking around oblivious because we believe these things don't exist, 
then we're in grave danger. So what about all these people that seem like they're, you know, these successful atheists, these successful non-believers, and these evil doers that seem like there's no end to their prosperity? Well, see, Satan has controlled his world. And what he wants you to do is, as a believer, as a person of faith, he wants you to see these people. He wants you to see. That's why they're on television. That's why they're in the newspapers. That's why they're directly in front of you. They're people that you work with, people that you know. That's why Satan wants you to see them. He wants you to see their wickedness. He wants you to see their non-belief. And then he wants you to see their success. Because it makes you think, well, maybe I should act that way too. See, as believers, we're supposed to act a certain way because we want people to act like us. Because we're supposed to act like Jesus. And then we be an example acting like Jesus, doing the things that Jesus would do. And then we're supposed to be happy and healthy and whole and all these things. And then people are supposed to look at us and say, hey, I want to have what you're having. But we don't do a very good job of that because we let the world and our feelings dictate how we feel. Most of the time we're moping around, acting all depressed, and our religion is a mess because we're all realist, realistic and we're doing things to please man and we're taking God all out of it and we're not teaching truth and nothing's happening because we're not teaching people how to get healed, how to get saved, none of these things like that. We're just putting on a show and wasting time. So we look like a joke. And then, so Satan comes in with these people and making them look like, well, that's the way to go. So all these impressionable people and some not so impressionable people are making that shift. Well, I want to go over to that side because that's the winning side, it seems like. That's the illusion. And see, Satan doesn't care about any of us. None of us are special. None of us have any value other than what he can use a person for, for his own personal gain. So, where God wants to bless us, Satan wants to use us. So, Satan allow us to have these things and do things and be successful and be popular and be powerful and have money as long as it benefits him. You ever notice how we have some of these celebrities and they'll be very popular very successful. And then all of a sudden to the point they make a, a shift in their life. Like they decided they want to follow Christ. And then all of a sudden we don't see too much of them anymore. Or worse yet, they'll get a, a rap that they're crazy. That they're this or that. 
You see a coincidence there. See, because once they start using their platform to speak up for God, then they're no longer useful to Satan. So then he can just throw them away. See, the things of these, this world is his in control and he can take them at any point. That's why it's so important for us not to build up our faith in things. That this world is not important. That we are to build up our treasures in heaven. See, God's just not saying these things. He's saying these things with purpose. Satan controls this stuff down here. Money's man-made. Don't have no no meaning. We are at war. We are at battle. You must pick a side. Otherwise, Satan will pull you on over to his. Verse 